But uh, look, just in, in all honesty, um, appreciate you all uh, still congregating and, and doing the work in ministry even while we're away. And of course, uh, we did have a great pause and a great break and uh, took some time to reflect on 2021. And of course, we're grateful. Grateful what the Lord did and saw some wonderful things. And, and um, also just that quiet time to just pause and, and kind of get that input and that, that sense of direction from the Lord for 22. And, uh, and you know, some great uh, downloads as well. You know, and we, we, um, we tend to put wheels on things I mentioned a bit earlier as we come into January and uh, start to find our stride as we come into first term. So a bit of an extra uh, a break time and, and downtime, hopefully, for those of you that are involved in different areas of ministry in the church. But, but it's in, important to end a year with gratitude. Start the year with gratitude. You know, end it and start it. And stay grateful all the way through, you know, praising the Lord, giving the Lord the thanks for what he will do, you know. Uh, we need to always rejoice in the Lord. Isn't that right, Rach? Rach was preaching on that last, uh, last uh, uh, Sunday, if you were here. That's the expression of our faith. In fact, the highest expression of our faith is to give the Lord thanks. That's the highest expression. Rejoicing always in the Lord, even when you can't see it, because we do it by faith. That's why it's the highest expression of our faith, because we can't see it, but we're doing it by faith. We're thanking the Lord for what's to come. Be that person. Be that person that prays it out loud. You know, I, met, I found myself even intentionally stepping up my prayer life, even just while I was away, just, you know, looking for every opportunity to, to you know, pray with Johnson. Come on, let's just pray. Let's pray over this day. Let's pray over this meal. You know, let's, you know just, just started to, again, just acknowledge the Lord in all of my ways. Isn't that what the Bible says? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways. That's acknowledging when we pray like that. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to continue with the word this morning. We are going a little over time here today, but I'll, um, I'll ask for your grace to do that. Praise the Lord. Psalm 65 and verse 11. I love it. It says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. There's some good stuff in here. Isn't it a blessing to know that our Heavenly Father has the ability to crown our year with goodness? I mean, just crown that thing. This is just a good year, you know. Our Heavenly Father has that. It's a picture of the, the year being ordained or crowned uh, with what the Lord has for us. That's what we ought to be like, you know, just expecting by faith for the Lord to just pour that out. And it, it highlights the way that he's always, it's always been in the kingdom of God. Uh, what the Lord has for his people requires his people to keep walking toward it. Keep walking like it's there to be walked in. Keep walking after it. Keep pursuing it. Sometimes that means lifting our eyes from where we are and what we've been looking at. You know, uh, adjusting our focus. Because sometimes we can get our eyes on the wrong thing and miss what God's doing, just simply because we're not even looking in the right direction. Amen? Getting our eyes off the problem and getting our eyes onto the promise. Are you a problem looker or a promise looker? You know, we need to make that decision and decide what we're going to be. Whatever the situation may be. I like how the crowning of goodness speaks of what God the Father gives us, you know, like a, a coronation, a, a crowning uh, ceremony. It speaks of family privilege, doesn't it? Uh, reserved for sons and daughters of the King of Kings. You know, a, a crowning, 
You know, it speaks of entitlement. You know, God's entitlement. You know, God's kids' entitlement. You know, what we're entitled to speaks of power and authority and uh, being bestowed upon royalty, you know. Uh, you know, and that notion of being royalty you should not take any of us by surprise. The Bible calls us a royal priesthood. Amen? The Bible calls us that. Let's just have a quick little look there. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 to 10, it says, But you are what? A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Someone sitting there this morning going, who, me? Yeah, you. You know, that's what God calls us to. He calls us to a holy nation. His own special people, it says. That you may proclaim the praises of him. Not the whinges, but the praises of him. You know, not the complaints. How many, you know, not the misery, but the praises of him. So you want to turn your situation around, change what you're saying, change what you're believing, you know, and keep walking after what God has for you. Amen. And look what it says. The praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God. Are there any people of God here this morning? A few hands going up. Praise the Lord. Who had not obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy. You know, you've got to know that there's a, I was, and now I have obtained mercy. And I tell you, when you obtain mercy, God changes everything. He changes everything. He changes you, as I found out in that baptism tank in 1983, that he changes you from the inside out. And you can feel it. You know, there's a feeling to it. There's a sensation to it. A transformation that begins and it just starts there. That's just the start point. We who had no mercy obtain mercy. And I remember what it's like not living with mercy in my life. I remember. I seem to go from problem to problem. You know, difficulty to difficulty. Life was hard. But things started to turn around. And there's some things that we're going to be talking about today, just briefly this morning, that we'll be talking about today, that we can stay on track. Amen? God calls us into his kingdom to be family, sons and daughters, who have his heart and sees as he sees. We say that a lot here, because we understand our, you know, God's intention for his people. And he gives us authority. We call it the believer's authority. What we must understand is that authority needs to be exercised. If you don't exercise that authority, guess what? Guess what you're going to experience? A lack of those blessings that we've been talking about. Goodness, God's blessings. They don't just fall on you, maybe a little when you're first saved. <laughs> just a little bit, you know, you sort of experience some, some good things happen and you didn't do anything. But then the Lord puts a little bit more responsibility on us. A measure of responsibility to step up and start doing the word. Start praying a bit. Start uh, seizing opportunities to bring God the glory. And he calls us to that. You see, you have to choose it for your life. You see, we become choosers, not losers. People that will choose to do his word. People that will choose to see his blessing in our lives. The believer's authority is the authority to choose blessings. All right? The believer's authority is the authority to choose blessings. You know, I, I just want to join a dot for you today, a, a few dots. As some of you need, the problem with your Christian life is that you've had the downloads, but they've not been joined 
together and you haven't got the full picture yet. God keeps downloading those joined dots to us so we start to get a hold of it and start to understand. We have God-given authority to choose life and that is what we're doing when we pray. I'll say it again. We have God-given authority to choose life and that's really what we're doing when we start to pray and start to put voice to what's in our heart and what God's putting in our heart. We actually start to access what he has for us. And we're entitled to do that. We've been crowned with that. Amen? I remember in my own life, I, I had been choosing door B. Most often, if there was a choice between door A and door B, I was the dummy that was choosing door B. Door A was the one I should have been choosing, but I was choosing door B all the time. It seemed to have an attraction, you know, door B. And uh, door B had no mercy. Door A had all the mercy and all the blessing. I was entitled to choose door A even after I got saved, but I was still choosing door B. Am I ringing anyone's bell this morning? You know. I was entitled to choose that door. And it was no different for the people um, of Israel. They also had to choose the blessing. They also had to choose door A. And, uh, and they also had to walk in God's pathways. And, uh, you know, no different for them. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse uh, 15, it says, See, I have set before you today life and goodness, as well as death and disaster. Two things, door A, door B. You choose. You can be a chooser or you can be a loser. I said you can be a chooser or you can be a... I tell you, door B is for losing. If you want to lose, take door B. And look what it says. I have set before you today life and goodness as well as death and disaster. For I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, statutes and ordinances, so that you may live and increase, that the Lord your God may bless you in the land that you're entering to possess. Okay, Old Testament, New Testament, we still need to be choosers. We still need to be those ones that are choosing the blessing. Our deliverance from our sins and former darkness and our translation into the kingdom of God's dear son is so we have access to eternal life and to our rightful entitlements. But we have to choose these paths. Still have to choose. You can walk out of here today and go and do what you want. But I tell you what, there's some things that you should go out of here to do today that you should. And if you'll choose those, you watch how things turn around. I know. I remember the Lord showing me door A. I remember it. There I was, boarding, boarding, sharing house with a group of young men, all going to church on a Sunday, going to church in the Sunday evening as well. We were so keen. Uh, that church we went to in the Sunday evening was one that had more girls, and we were all motivated to go to that uh, evening service for those reasons, and uh, all looking for that wife and uh, you know, that, that love of our lives, all looking. And, uh, and I remember the Lord showing me that door A was different. The Lord showing me this door that seemed to be like out of that movie Matrix that has all the light, you know, sort of piercing out through the cracks. And the Lord showed me in a vision this one day that I needed to go through that door. And I had to make some changes. And uh, I, I got real serious. 
and the Lord showed me a vision in that, in that time and at that season. And uh, I think I might have shared that uh, once or twice before. And uh, it, was a, it was a great thing, and it was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call to me to get ready. God had things for me to do. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I had to change some of the things I was saying, some of the things I was doing, and some of the things I was saying. Here's my question, my challenge to you for 2022. Are you going to watch over the door of your lips? Are you going to watch and see what you're saying, what you're thinking. And if your thinking's wrong, guess what's going to come out of your mouth? Wrong words, wrong stuff. You'll find someone who'll listen to it and enjoy it. That gets worse. Then you're both saying it. Because we need to be a people that are going out and saying, hey, you know what, there's death and life in the power of your tongue. You can change your life by by changing what you say. We need to see the caution that God gave the people of Israel as well. Deuteronomy 30 verse 17, it says, But if you turn your hearts away and do not listen, but are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, you know, no, listening gets us on the wrong pathway. Okay? Listening. So listening to the wrong thing. Sometimes God's people make the mistake of thinking, I've heard that before. They get a little comfortable, if you know what I mean. A little comfortable with, with uh, the things of God, the scripture. It's, it's not the hearing of it that's powerful. It's the doing of it that's powerful. We should listen. Why? So that we can do. So that we can put it into practice. You know, and I've been around this for a long time now, you know, since 1983. And I'm amazed at how God just keeps downloading new ways to do the Word of God. And not only that, He keeps it fresh, you see. If we'll be like that word that we had earlier on there, if we'll be like that soft clay on the potter's wheel, it's amazing what, you know, how He can transform us. And the areas He goes to transform, it's, it's intricate, you know, it's detailed. And I tell you, it's always now. Don't get stuck on what you knew 20 years ago that helped you 20 years ago that has no application now. Don't get stuck in that. That is the rut that I was talking about. The grave with the, you know, the ends just kicked out. We've got to stay fresh. That lump of clay that's dried out, that's on the potter's wheel, just gets spins off. It'll just flick off, you know. Look what it says in uh, James chapter 1. And verse 22, it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen? Otherwise you are deceiving yourselves. For anyone who hears the word but does not carry it out is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after observing himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer but an effective doer, he will be blessed in what he does. And it's sometimes it's not that, that people, that, uh, that they think they know at all. Unfortunately, we get to a people who think they know enough. You know, oh, I've heard that before, I've seen that before. Of course, it, there's no real continuing application of that. And of course, we don't get the fruit of it. We don't get the result of it. We need to see here how the Lord has passed for us to walk in, but these are his ways to learn. Amen? Look what it says in verse 18. It says, I declare to you today that you will surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land that you are crossing. 
uh, the Jordan to possess. I call heaven and earth witnesses against you today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. We're not left guessing who we should choose. Which door? Door A, door B. We're not left guessing. Uh, we're told by the Lord which one to choose. It says, therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. You know, God's promises is, is, is multi-generational, isn't it? It's not just to us. It's to our children's children as well, you know. God's promises continue. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, we remember that about him. You know, and they're not paths of lack. They are paths of abundance. Bear with me. I know we're going a little longer today, but they drip with abundance, God's pathways. I like that. You start walking there, and even when you weren't even seeking it, God starts bringing abundance into it. And that's what, that's what I get excited about. I didn't, I wasn't, well, I knew I needed it, but, but, but God starts pouring it out as we choose the right door, choose the right pathway, start walking in his ways in ways that are pleasing to him. Let's look at that again. It says, Psalm 65, 11 says, You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. You know, what a picture. Pathways that drip with abundance, you know, saturated and are soaked in abundance so much that it's dripping. It's like God just wants to pour it out on you because you're walking the way he wants you to walk. You're walking in the way. You're walking through the door that he wants you to go in. You've chosen the right door and there's blessing, you know. Look out Neo, you know what I mean? That door is exciting once you go through it. But you've got to step up and say, I want that. And this is, you know, beginning of the year, you have to be that one that says, you know, I'm stepping up this year like I've never stepped up before. I'm going to step up and go through the right door. Remember, it was Jesus that said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. It was Jesus that said that. John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except but to steal, to kill and to destroy. I've come that they may have life and that they have it more, have it more abundantly. You know, the paths of God drip with abundance. But you have to, you know, I was only sharing with Johnson, poor Johnson, a rosary copped it on the way down to Perth and she whinged about it, I think, in social media, uh, that she couldn't shut me up uh, on the way down. I was preaching to her, you know, on the, all the way down. She, says, oh. she said that she was drunk with my words, <laughs> which is a saying that her mother used to use, you know. And... Um, and uh, on the way up, poor Johnson copped it, you know, and I was telling him testimonies, the things how the Lord's, you know, blessed me when I was in my, you know, in my youth and just encouraging him in his youth, you know, that Lord blessed me as I sort of stepped out and trusted him and believed him at his word. But um, the thing, the point that we need to get here is that we have to choose his blessing. We have to choose to live according to his promises. We have to choose to see his promises coming to pass in our life. Amen? And that, that we're going to stay on that pathway. The Lord speaks to Abraham for the first time in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And it says there, then uh, the Lord's telling him that the pathway that he has for him drips with abundance. He's telling him that. He gives the instruction to leave his family and his household. He doesn't know where he's going, but he goes in obedience to what the Lord said, which was just go and I'll show you where you need to go. He's walking by faith and not by sight. We're all called to that as well. How sh you know, here's the question. How would you like that? You know, told to just get up, banger for sale sign in the front of your house or quit your lease, you know, soon, you know, before it's up, find a new tenant and just go because the Lord said that he wants you to go. How would, how would that feel? Not many people would like it. 
Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and of course uh, from your father's house into the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation. Here's the promise. And I'll bless you and I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I like that part. And I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. In other words, he's going to be with you against your enemies. And you and your families of the earth shall be blessed. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We just had Christmas and we talked about that was the promise of Jesus Christ. That was the promise of a living saviour who would die and, and rise again. And if you read on, Abraham starts having this experience straight away. It's not long and his family, he and his family end up in Egypt. He gets blessed in Egypt. Learns some lessons about trusting God, as you, if you read on, but you see him in Egypt gaining favour, walking in increase, and of course, abundance as well. He starts to walk in that. You see Abraham in, in chapter 13. Only one chapter later, and he's already walking in abundance. Look at it. Genesis chapter 13, and verse 1 to 4, it says, And Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. And Abram was very rich. In livestock, in silver and gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been in the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar which had been there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. I love that bit. You know, all we've been doing here today, we've been calling on the name of the Lord, haven't we? You know, and he was about that. You read on Abram, he built altars wherever he went. Places of worship, places to call on the Lord, places to get into God's presence. He knew that he shouldn't find other things to do, but be about the business of building altars, you know, places of worship for the Lord to be in, to know his presence. You know, he was at the altar as soon as he could get there. He was a worshipper, you know. If he'd have been in the New Testament, believe you would have found him at church on Sundays. Abraham. Not only that, but you would have found him seeking God's presence. He would have been one of those ones with a real hunger, you know, for God's presence. It's true of us well that the crowning of goodness and the pass of abundance should not just turn our churches into bless me clubs. You know what a bless me club is? Some of you know what a bless me club is place where we can just come and be blessed. Oh, I go there and I guess I'll go out and get my feel good, but that's it. There's no, no further walking on through the, you know, a door A. Somewhere to socialise, maybe. It should form in us that resolve to be a part of God's kingdom. Being built on the earth. God's building his kingdom on the earth and he does it one heart at a time. That's how he does it. That's how he's building his kingdom. And every time we contribute to the altar that's here, the place where people can come and find God's presence and understand and know transformation, every time we do, we're doing what we should. We're, we're on the path. It doesn't matter what you do in that, in that equation, but God's called us all to be about the business of building altars, just like Abraham, where people can come and know his presence and be transformed. Make a commitment today to walk in the blessings of the Lord, not just for yourself, but for others as well, because his blessings are just like his gifts. They're not just to us, they're through us. Amen. We're blessed by the Lord with his goodness and abundance so we can be a blessing to others. So caught up 
in what we do and we forget those really critical principles that we're here to bless others. We're here to be a blessing. And, you know, you say, well, what, what, where does that get, what does that get us in heaven? So I believe there's rewards in heaven, you know. But heaven is based on rewards. And we're building those rewards even now. Every day we're building those rewards. Say, so, well, I'm not doing it for the reward. Well, that's okay. But be a blessing to others because God's blessed you. Make sure you do that. We need to see the transformation, the transformation that comes from his presence and, known, um, you know, and know that it's a work of the Lord in our lives and the lives of others. And let me just share with you, just uh, I think toward the end of last year, uh, early December, just in closing, uh, um, I know Pastor Marga sent me a book. and uh, not, not a book, it was I think it was just a real small little YouTube clip she does so often sort of send little clips and things and things that she finds interesting and she'll flick them over to me and I'll have a little look. I think she sends it to other people as well. Usually she doesn't use my name, so I figure she's sending it to a whole bunch of people. That's okay, you know, because I, I'm blessed to receive them. But anyway, this was a little video, a blessing of a little video actually, and it was a lady talking about the church that they had and they were experiencing revival. And what I loved about it more than anything, well, not that they were just talking about their little church and how they are experiencing revival. What I loved about it is, is that it resonated with me so much because it spoke about the revival we know. Spoke about the revival that we experience here, that we've been experiencing in 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018. This is the revival. And she defines revival. And I loved it. I'm sitting there going, and I, I think the neighbours must have heard me yelling out Yes. I'm sure they must have, because I was so much in agreement of what she said. She defined revival, because some people think revival is people waiting out, outside the doors, not being able to get in, because something's happening. She defined revival as the sustained presence and power of God that results in transformation. And I tell you, I, I just got, I, I just thought, that is exactly it. That's exactly the God that I know. That's exactly what we've been experiencing. Sometimes we get caught up in our serving. All right? And we miss it. But if we're not contributing to the sustained presence and power of God that results in transformation, we should knock off and go and find something else to do. Go and find something else to give ourselves to. Join a club somewhere. Because we need to be about revival. And that revival is just hearts being changed. Individual hearts. And being happy and rejoicing about it. So one of the highlights of my year, and I, I, I don't mind saying it, the highlights of my year 2021 was leading people to the Lord down here at the altar. My highlights. And I want us all to be involved. I want us all to be loving that and desiring that. Because what you do is you change someone's eternity. Their eternal destination is changed when that happens. When, when, when someone's life is so touched that they're drawn in here. And I, I think I said it to you, Di, a couple of weeks ago maybe. I said, just talking about the service and just preparation for the service. And I said it. I said, just watch out. God's drawing people in. And he does. Draws people in. But some people come in here, they don't even know what they're doing here. You know, wonder. Oh, oh well, I, I can't. First Sunday that I ever preached here, a lady, an indigenous lady, 
came through that door and she said, and I met her at the door, and she said, um, I said to her, I said, hello, how are you going? And she had issues and circumstances that weren't going so well. And she said, God woke me up and told me to come to church today. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, God can do that. God can wake people up and tell them to come to church. You know, but w- what about if we invited some people to church as well? What if we actually were being led by the Spirit because we've chosen door A and we're out looking and thinking about that and thinking about the altar on Sunday morning, thinking about those things that are important to, the, to, the, to our Heavenly Father and be about that business. Amen. I know this is a fairly confronting message this morning, but I tell you what, people, I think we need to knock that back wall down, make a little bit more room in here, you know, because God wants to draw them in. God wants to bring them in and, and, and see hearts changed and lives transformed, you know, to his glory and for an eternal change in their destination. Amen? Amen. God bless you. I've gone much longer than I normally go, but hey, maybe this is a new pattern for 2022. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, I want to make a little invitation before we uh, finish today. And we've got some morning tea waiting for us, I believe. So, so um, we're going to be blessed. Have some fellowship together. But be challenged today about 2022. Make some changes now. Make some differences. Maybe just turn the TV off and, and put some worship music on and just say, God, I, I just want to make my heart available to you right now to minister to me. Show me. Where's my door, A, eh, Lord? How, do, how can I get onto that abundance and how can I get onto that goodness? What do I need you to do? What changes are needed in my life? And we'll pray and ask the Lord to seal that today that some of you are ready to step up to that, you know, that new door. Grab the handle and go, well, here we go. We're going in. And see if 22 doesn't change. Dripping with abundance. Hallelujah. I like that part too. Amen. You know, um, I want to make an invitation this morning because there could be one or more people here today who have heard these things today and, and, and certainly what you're convicted by is what God's doing in your heart right now. And that's wonderful. That's what we pray about. That's what we want. That's what we want to see. But if that is you and, and maybe what you've heard today is something you've never heard before, God wants, to, God wants to have a personal relationship with you. If you could just, you know, maybe just put all the things that we've set aside and just focus on that. God wants to have a personal and deep relationship with you. And he will come and he will make himself known. He will come into your life. He's drawing the world to himself through Jesus Christ. And uh, we've, we've, we've heard that gospel message today. And uh, if that's you, I'd just love to be able to pray a simple little prayer. A simple prayer. It's called the prayer of salvation. It's a prayer that you actually invite Jesus to come in and make himself known in your life. And if that's you this morning, that's great. I'd love to pray that prayer with you. As we close, maybe as the others are heading for having that morning tea, cuppa and that, um, that little bit of eats. If that's you this morning, I just encourage you to come on, make yourself known um, as we finish. And, and you know, as, as we close, as we pray this prayer, and I'm not going to bring another song on or anything, but I just want to make that invitation. If there's anyone here this morning who would like just a touch from the Lord, just a, just a fresh touch from God for 2022, I'd love you to come down the front. Maybe we'll play some music or something, but... But, but let's just do that just quietly down the front and, uh, and invite the Lord to come and do some special things in 2022. Amen. If you have a healing need or, or something else that's going on and you need, you know, need that touch from heaven, uh, uh, come on down as well. So don't hold back. Uh, this is what the altar's here for. Amen. And we've got to come back, I believe, as a church to reminding ourselves what the altar's here for. 
is for people to be touched by God in special ways and, uh, and ministered to. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, I tell you, you've been great. We've preached much longer than normal, and, um, and you've sat there. Most of you have kept awake. And uh, <laughs> no, I didn't catch anyone nodding off, and, uh, and that's good because I, I believe what we've talked about today is important for 2022, and God's got good things for us. So praise the Lord. Why don't we just stand to our feet for a moment just before we start moving around and just, just pray, pray a blessing. Father, we do, we do thank you today, Lord, for all that you've done, Father, in 2021, Lord. And here we are in 2022, Father, we're, we're seeing, Lord God, that you have pathways for us to walk in, Lord God. Lord, there are pathways that, Father, uh, 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 revolve around your goodness, revolve around uh, uh, who you are and who you want to be to us. The blessings, Lord, that you have for your people, the abundance, Lord, that you have for us, Lord, that our, those pathways would drip with abundance, Lord, as the promise in your word declares. Father, we choose them today. Lord, as a people, from our hearts today, Lord God, we choose those pathways of abundance, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that you have crowned us with goodness for this year, Father. Your goodness, Lord God. And Lord, we know what we're entitled to, Lord God. We know the blessings, the promises of the word that we can step into and start to walk out in our lives. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you again now as people come and go from this place. Father, we welcome you again now to touch hearts and lives and bring fresh revelation. Lord, that we might be, Father, those people that are lit up, Lord God, with the, the light of your word at this time and in this season, that people would be drawn to it as we go out into the marketplace, into our workplaces, Lord God, and into uh, 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 our, our township, Lord God, that we would be lit up with something that's happened, Father, uh, because you came into our lives. Lord, we ask these things today in the precious name of Jesus and ask your blessing on them today as we go from here. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you all. Have a great week. And I'm telling you, God's got great things for all of us in 2022. Amen.